When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, guys? Welcome into the Wolverine.com live recruiting show. I am your host, EJ Holland. Alongside me is my co-host, Zach Libby. And today we have a very special episode. We are going to do a recruiting draft for the second straight year. Before we do that, though, I want to make sure you guys like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's completely free and get you can get notified every time we drop a new video, which is pretty frequent with all the ongoing changes and recruiting starting to pick up and all that good stuff. Um, and also subscribe to the Wolverine.com today if you want more insider information that you you know you're not satisfied with just the youtube content you can head over to the wolverine.com for exclusive insider recruiting information team information basketball basketball recruiting and so much more at the wolverine.com and you see a ton of uh, recruiting stories coming out of uh, the week and all the coaching changes and things like that so head over to the wolverine.com and subscribe today for just one dollar for one month all right zach last year we did the recruiting draft and i dominated of course um defeating zach i think it was a record like 85 to 15 percent and people were feeling bad for zach so they gave him some sympathy votes but it was a landslide defeat um since zach lost last year pretty bad um he gets the first pick this year. So are you excited about that? I feel like Birdman in that Fire Flame music video, just rubbing my hands. Been waiting for this all year. I, I need redemption and I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Before we uh, start the draft, uh, th this is the uh, kind of rule set for the draft or the guidelines that Zach tried to defy last year, as we all know. Um, <laughs> It's seven on seven, but with linemen. So if you ever played NFL street, you have linemen in NFL street, even though it's seven on seven. Um, so it's three offensive linemen. 
uh, quarterback, a running back, and two pass catchers. So you can get a receiver. You can go with two tight ends like Zach did last year. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you have uh, three defensive linemen, and that can be a mixture of anything defensive line, uh, edge, one linebacker, and then three defensive backs. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, the draft style. No real questions tonight unless you guys want to hop into the draft with a super chat. You can click that little money symbol that allows you to ask a question on tonight's show as we are drafting. If you think some of Libby's picks are terrible, you can just leave a comment with a super chat and you can display that on the screen. All right, Zach, you get the first pick and this is snake draft. So Zach will get a pick and then I'll get back to back and then it'll go back to Zach. You know, if you play fantasy football, you know what snake draft is. That's what we're doing. Zach, you are on the clock with the number one overall selection today. Uh, yeah, first one I'm going to pick is Marquise Davis on 300 athlete out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Um, a kid who rushed for 2,400 yards this past season, 34 touchdowns, five foot 11, 200 pounds. Just I've seen him in person twice. Um, a muscular frame, um, an explosive, explosive ball carrier, able to hit the hole hard and just create plays in the open field. He has a very uh, humble mentality, but you can see on the field that he's a leader and a dog. Um, former co-defense coordinator. Uh, Steve Klingscale had was really high on Marquise. Um, you know, that was an area that Klingscale had, and Davis was one of the guys that was a big priority for Klingscale. And, you know, he's the one who won Gatorade uh, Player of the Year for State of Ohio. So I'm going to go with uh, arguably the best offensive prospect that Michigan has on the board uh, for my number one pick. Very interesting selection from Zach right out of the bat. If you would have told me guess Zach's number one pick, I definitely would never have guessed Marquise Davis. I love Marquise Davis, though, just to give, you know, kind of my take on it. It's it's probably a bad pick, but it's a good pick at the same time because Marquise is electrifying. You know, I've said on this show before that I think uh, Marquise may be a better prospect than Jordan Marshall, beating out Marshall for Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Ohio as a junior. So that tells you, you know, how good he is on the offensive side of the ball, also offers position flexibility, can uh, line up on the defensive side at linebacker safety. So it's a really exciting prospect, one of my, you know, personal favorites in 2025. So again, a bad pick, but a good pick for, for Zach. Um, a bold strategy, I will say. All right, I am going with, well, my first round pick and my first selection will be DJ Pickett, obviously five-star, the most important target on Michigan's board. I would have picked him had I had the number one overall pick. So getting him here in the two spot is great. Um, you know, he's listed as the number one safety in the country, but this is a guy that can play corner as well. Really, really special length. I mean, you look at his wingspan and it's outstanding. I saw him at Battle Miami recently. I also had a chance to see him in-game in the fall. But recently at Battle Miami, going up against elite receivers, he was strictly playing corner. Whereas, you know, in the fall, I saw him strictly play safety. But at corner, man, he completely locked down his side of the field. He can be that tall, long, physical corner that Michigan traditionally you know, has success with. And on top of that, he has plenty of speed too. I believe he ran in the 
10 sixes last year as a junior. So to have that combination at six foot three, 170 of length and speed and physicality, I think Pickett's just the total package. You can even play wide receiver if you need him to as well. You know, Michigan's had him on campus a number of times. His mom went to Michigan. His grandmother lives in the Detroit Metro. Losing Clink was a bit of a blow for his recruitment, but, uh, you know, and there's no pre-existing relationship with Lamar Morgan, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, right now Michigan's probably going to have to put some work back in, but the family ties are really strong. And, you know, he's obviously the most important target on the board for a reason. So DJ Pickett is my pick. So, yeah, I'm going going to highlight him here so I don't lose track. Um, My next pick, so my first pick of the second round, will give me a clear advantage, um, and I am going with quarterback commit Carter Smith. Uh, That leaves Zach with – kind of a barren desert of quarterbacks that aren't really on the board. So, you know, I'm going with Carter Smith. Um, And, and, you know, aside from just giving me a clear advantage at the quarterback position, I think that Carter is also just a phenomenal player. And I've said that, you know, many times you, you know, I, I think at this point last year, Jaden Davis had more height than Carter Smith did, but, you know, you saw Jaden Davis kind of tumble in the rankings. Carter Smith, there's nowhere to go but up for him. He's not nearly as polished of a passer as Davis, but the upside is so exciting. This is a guy that's a true dual threat. I mean, rushed for more than 700 yards last year, was the Gatorade player of the year in the state of Florida, actually beating out Pickett and the number one 2024 overall recruit in Jeremiah Smith, who's going to Ohio State. So to win Gatorade player of the year in Ohio, I'm sorry, in Florida, I mean, it's just insane. Like you don't see juniors win Gatorade player of the year in the state of Florida as an underclassman. So Carter Smith, um, you know, had a fantastic junior year. He's six foot three, 180. The measurables are there and just a rocket arm too. I mean, this is a guy that threw in the nineties as a baseball player and was a legitimate baseball player as well. This will be his first full off season working with a quarterbacks coach. So just so exciting, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, Carter has an exciting ceiling and a scary floor, but man, if he hits that ceiling, he's going to be a really, really fun player to watch in Ann Arbor and uh, just a great kid too. I'm excited to have the the picket Carter Smith Floridian combination there, giving me an exciting playmaker on offense and giving me the best defensive player on the board there. So Zach will come back with two picks of his own. You drafted a five-star. I need to draft a five-star. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. I need an offensive tackle that can block for Marquise Davis to open up the hole in order for DJ Pickett to chase around Marquise Davis. But I'm going to go with David Sanders, the number two overall prospect in the 2025 recruiting class, according to the industry ranking. Out of Providence Day, a former teammate of Chan Goodwin and Jaden Davis, uh, David Sanders visited Michigan for the July barbecue at the big house. Jerome Moore has stopped by Providence Day during the January contact period. You know, for uh, a school like Michigan who celebrates offensive line success, you know, David Sanders fits the bill of just a freak athlete and just 
having such a high physical ceiling, you know, six foot five, 250 to 270 pound range. Um, the measurables are off the charts. I mean, he runs a 4.840 yard dash, 36 inch arms. Um, as a player, you know, I've seen him practice. Seen him get a strong punch. You know, he throws his hips into the blocks. He gets off the line really well. And he's just a really intelligent and just affluent kid. Um, someone that, you know, that fits the bill of Michigan's culture. Not only that, you know, he has really, really deep connections to Michigan, besides the fact that he's close with Jane Davis and Shane Goodwin. Trobin stays offensive line coach. Jonathan Goodwin played for Michigan in the late 90s. Um, you know, it's it's a tough race, but Michigan is still fine, you know, trying to stay in contention of this. Um, the Southern schools, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, you know, they are rightfully prioritizing a guy of his attributes. Um, but, you know, again, Michigan has found ways to develop offensive linemen into NFL prospects. So, you know, we'll see how that happens, you know, now with Grant Newsom, who moved from tight ends to offensive line um, in command, you know, we'll see what they can do this offseason to uh, garner momentum for a kid like him. So now that I have a third pick. Um, you know, my strategy is still ongoing. It's still coming to plan. Um, I need a wide receiver. Um, and why not get the top wide out on Michigan's board? Andrew Marsh out of Texas. Um, this is a kid that wide receivers coach Ron Bellamy has done phenomenal work in terms of building a relationship with Marsh. Um, it's led to two visits from the Texan to Ann Arbor, um, you know, with the July barbecue this past year. And then during the spring eval period in late May, Marsh actually took part in a sound mind, sound body camp um, the day after he visited Michigan for the first time. And, you know, I was able to see him, you know, go through drills and go through one-on-ones. And, you know, this is a kid who just displays elite footwork. Um, he has the speed. He can get in and out of his breaks so well. Um, you know, he was in a group I remember with like Boo Carter and just elite uh, wide house national. And you can see how well he's able to separate himself from the pack. Um, I think one of the best things about Andrew Marsh is just his ability to catch balls in these tight windows. You know, no pass is um, too difficult for a kid like him. But, you know, having Ron Bellamy back in the fold, um, wide receiver recruiting just feels, you know, it doesn't have to, doesn't have this reset button compared to other positions. And, you know, Bellamy has deep ties in the state of Texas. Um, you know, he has a relationship with Margin Hooks, a top recruit trainer out there. But, you know, for a kid of his stature, you know, to visit twice and, you know, to continue to show interest, it shows that Bellamy is um, not giving up and, you know, making sure that all the right buttons are pushed so far for Michigan to stay in this race. So, yeah, I have the num top 50 wide receiver and a five-star offensive tackle. So uh, that was that was a good good snake part of the draft for me. Very <laughs> um, yeah, Zach finally picked a wide receiver, so everybody should uh, congratulate <laughs> him after his two tight end draft last year. <laughs> um, 
All right. I'm just going to load up in the secondary. 2025 is an extremely talented class for players on the back end. You know, that makes Clink's departure hurt a little bit more. And Lamar Morgan not having any pre-existing relationships with these guys. You know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's such a big position of need. There's so much talent back there. Um you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Lamar Morgan does as a recruiter. He has to step up right away, and I'm sure he'll get some assistance from Sharon Moore. And my pick here, you know, Sharon Moore actually saw this guy while he was out recruiting, and that is uh, Dorian Brew. You know, close to five-star corner, can play safety as well. So I already have a corner safety in Pickett. I have a corner safety in Brew. You know, you get three players on the back end. So I think that, you know, having that, you know, loaded secondary with Pickett and Brew shutting down things at, at corner, moving one back to safety gives me a lot of flexibilities. The number 23 overall recruit in the country is a heavy Ohio State lean. But remember, Brew was set to commit earlier this winter and he pushed things back. Michigan's in his top five. The Wolverines are expected to get a visit at some point this offseason. And like I said, Sharon Moore personally stopped by to see him out in Houston. And, um, you know, he's uh, kind of a bigger guy, six foot one, 200. You look at Pickett, he's kind of that tall, lanky guy. Bruce just really filled out, can come downhill as a safety and be extremely physical, um, can lock things down as a corner. So I think Brew and, uh, you know, Pickett give me some flexibility in the secondary. And then I'm taking a true shutdown corner as well. I'm just loading up the, the big three in the secondary for me. Um, Chris Ewald is my other guy. Uh, former Michigan commit has stated on numerous occasions that Michigan is still in it. So, you know, Chris Ewald, top 100 corner out of Miami, Chaminade, Madonna, very much resembles, you know, what Will Johnson was like in high school. Very patient, elite technique, great feet, uh, great ball skills, not necessarily a super speedy, explosive athlete. And Will wasn't either, but, you know, they make up for it with just the length of physicality and just the football IQ and, and you know, knowledge of the game, things of that nature. That's what makes Chris Ewald special. And, you know, Chris brings some of that swagger, Mr. 305. You know, he already has chemistry with DJ Pickett. Um, they talked about playing together at Michigan in the past. So, you know, you give me a secondary of DJ Pickett, Chris Ewald, and Dorian Brew with Zach not having a quarterback. I mean, they're going to have to run Marquise Davis 50 times per game because, you know, they're uh, – they're going to get shut down here on my back end. So, yeah, DJ Pickett, Chris Ewald, Doria Brew. Um, that completes my secondary already early in this trap. So I will throw it back to you, Zach, for your two picks. I need another wide receiver. Um, if you're going to have that load of, loaded of a secondary, I need to load up in my playmakers. So I'm not going to make the same mistake that I made last year. Um, you know, one guy – that you personally have covered um you have seen him in game um one that is in an area in which michigan has landed a recruit in every single recruiting cycle since 2019 chicago lands you know watching his film watching your highlights of him you have to go with someone like talon taylor um 
uh, Talon Taylor out of Geneva, Illinois. Um, this is a kid who is a deep threat. He's able, he's athletic to catch those 50-50 balls. His catch radius is outstanding. Um, as I mentioned, he's an outside threat, but he's also dangerous with his feet. Um, you see him doing end arounds, jet sweeps. So when the ball is in his hands, all eyes need to be locked in on Taylor. Um, this is another guy, you know, Ron Bellamy, um, you know, he, to his credit, he is making sure that the top wide receivers in the 2025 recruiting class have interests in Michigan with Taylor. Um, you know, he comes from a seven on seven group called Midwest Boom, which has produced guys like uh, 2024 signee Josiah Edmond, 2024 signee Amarion Stewart, um, you know, past guys like JJ McCarthy and uh, Tyler Morris. There's just a, you know, for a kid like him too, you know, he's been to the Ohio State game for a visit. Uh, he's able to see the atmosphere of the big house in such a uh, high profile game and for that win too. But, you know, he's been on an off season visit. So, um, to as I mentioned, Ron Bellamy, you know, staying put for this 2024 season, there is continuity there. And that means the recruiting board for the wide receiver group is uh, staying as well. Um, having a quarterback commit as well, um, Carter Smith with such a huge ceiling in terms of his starting mechanics, I think um, you can continue having him as an assistant in terms of going after wide receivers. And Tom Taylor is obviously a guy that um, Michigan needs to continue to prioritize. Um, so that gives me two wide receivers. That's that an interesting. I don't have to draft a wide receiver until late. And you didn't even draft the best wide receiver on the board. Megan actually pulled it up, our producer. She pulled it up below because she thought you were going to take him, and you didn't. So even yeah. Megan would be better well, at drafting at this point. I'm a really good. nice guy, and you have pumped the brakes on that kid for months. So I don't want to take um, him away from you. All right. I'm a really nice guy. Um, okay. You, you, I think you still have another pick. Let's see where you go. Uh, what direction you go in here? I have a couple. There's a few, you know, you've drafted defensive backs. None of the guys that I want. I'm joking, but, <laughs> you know, I have three guys in mind already. Um, you know, for having such an elite, pro the, the best offensive tackle prospect that the high school football recruiting scene has seen in years, plus the best player in Ohio, according to Gatorade. I want to continue to beef up my offensive line. I'm, I want someone to uh, be next to David Sanders, who has the accolades, who Michigan and Sharon Moore and Grand Newsom uh, probably prioritize as well. I'm going to go with SJ Alofatuli out of Las Vegas, Bishop Gorman. Six foot three, 290 pounds. Um, this is a kid who both Moore and Newsom have stopped by to see in person. Um, if anyone doesn't know, SJ Alifatuli is one of three offensive linemen from Bishop Gorman to have an offer. The others are Douglas Utu and Alai Kilani Valu. Um, SJ is the highest ranked among them. Um, he is, I have seen him live in game. Um, it is clear as to why a school like Bishop Gorman is the reigning Max Preps national champions. It is unfair when you watch such an elite 
offensive line with such um, pristine chemistry work together. Um, over this past season, during their undefeated run, they accumulated over 5,000 total yards of offense, including 22 yards of rushing. Um, that, along with the fact that Michigan has a running back signing from Bishop Gorman and Micah Kapana, who, um, you know, you see what a guy like Kapana can do on, you know, behind an offensive line. So when he gets to Michigan, you know, there's a lot of excitement to see what he can do with more development. But, you know, SJ specifically, he was there for the Ohio State game. Um, he and his family threw a red eye from Las Vegas to Ann Arbor in order to go see that game. Um, again, you know, to for more Ann Newsom to visit uh, it, you know, Sin City during the January contact period means, you know, they have, they're making the effort now in order for results to come um, when it's time to sign. So, you know, I, I, I am overly ecstatic to have a kid like SJ and David Sanders lining up next to each other to block for Marquise Davis. So good luck tackling that. <laughs> All right. So I need an offensive lineman. I'm going with Andrew Babalola out of Kansas. Sharon Moore is from the state of Kansas and made his way out there to see Babalola during the contact period. He's one of the nation's premier offensive tackles. You know, it's a really strong year for interior offensive linemen. So I felt like I needed a true tackle. And if I couldn't get David Sanders, I think Babalola was the next best um, in that regard. He is set to make his first visit to Michigan in March. Um, you don't see Michigan on the entree recruiting prediction machine because he hasn't visited. But I think the Wolverines will have a really good shot after he visits. Obviously, a lot to sell with two Joe Moore awards in three years, Jerome Moore now being the head coach, having that Kansas connection. So, you know, I needed an offensive lineman, and, and Valolo was clearly the best guy left on the board um next up for me i need a defensive lineman slash edge and i'm going with uh the highest ranked recruit on that board and that's nathaniel marshall uh top 100 edge out of chicago land nathaniel is another kid that sharon Moore personally visited during the contact period i had a chance to go out and see him practice during the fall and, uh, you know, just a really interesting prospect that can play with his hand in the dirt. He can stand up. Um, you see Notre Dame is considered the slight favorite there, but he did visit Michigan twice last year, including uh, for the game against Ohio State. There's already familiarity with new defensive line coach Greg Scrubs, who offered him at Wisconsin. So, you know, Nathaniel Marshall to me is a no brainer. The number 24 ranked prospect um, in the country overall with, you know, Marshall, Babalola, Dorian Brew, DJ Pickett. That's four top 30 guys already on my team. So, you know, I uh, feeling feeling pretty good about my two picks. So throwing it back to Zach. No, you have two of them. Oh, wait, you have. No, wait, I'm sorry. That's right. I have so, four top 30 players right now. So, you know. It's uh, it's great. Feeling good. To be fair, at this point last year, I was so down about my picks, but you know, <laughs> like, like I kind of gave up at that point. But you know, I need. I think that's kind of the beauty of 
our jobs or what we do, right? Like we've seen these guys live. We see what they can do in person. We don't just base our evaluations off of huddles. So I feel like we've seen all these guys that we've talked about and, you know, we, we are able to give true evaluations and that's why we feel good about both of our teams. But, um, you know, you went with an edge. I want to go with an edge and the clear guy that I have seen live who I needed just 24 minutes to see live. And immediately I was, I, I was like, this is a must land for Michigan. Um, regardless of the fact that every single Michigan defensive assistant from this past season um, has left for the NFL. Um, this is a kid that Michigan, you know, under this new staff needs to pick up the pieces quickly because schools like Notre Dame and others are, um, you know, are capitalizing off their prolonged pushes. But Damian Shanklin, out of Indianapolis, Warren Central. Um, as I mentioned, I saw him. I saw him at his playoff game. I had to leave at halftime. However, by that half, he had seven total tackles, including two for a loss. It, ultimately, he had twelve total tackles. But this is a this is a kid with such a rare combination of speed and finesse. Just a kid who plays with his hand in the dirt at all times, but finds a way to get in the backfield just based on an array of moves, his, uh, his ability to bend, um, dip, you know, get in in and out. Um, it's just, I, I'm just so impressed that the way of, the way he's developing at this stage, and it's only going to get better, especially if he enters a system like Michigan, um, which has produced a litany of edge rushers to the NFL. Um, this is a kid who visited for the Ohio State game. Um, he actually was supposed to go for the Purdue night game, but ultimately he rescheduled. Um, he had a great relationship with Dylan Roney, former pass rush specialist for Michigan. Um, now that he and Mike Elstern are gone, you know, Greg Scruggs from Wisconsin um, is soon to be uh, announced as the next hire. Um, Damian Shanklin has a offer from Wisconsin. We'll see how that shapes up, but this is a kid that, if you're going to pull a kid out of Indianapolis, uh, Indianapolis and, you know, keep that Midwest vibe and, you know, ultimately beat out a school like Notre Dame, um, this is a kid to do it. Um, I, I am just impressed with the way, you know, his uh, trajectory could be um, under a pristine uh, con conditioning, strength, development program. So I'm going to go with Shanklin. And then... I'm going to finish up my offensive line. Um, I, again, I, I kind of, I think you kind of know how I'm going to go with things. We're a run first team with deep threat, third down potential. Um, I'm going to stay in state. Um, we're going to add an in-state flavor to this team. Um, Avery Gash out of Birmingham Groves, a kid who, if we talked about Bryce Underwood in the past as a prospect in Metro Detroit that Michigan just couldn't leave, let leave, Avery Gash is now that guy. Um, he is the number one priority on the offensive line board for 2025. Um, he is someone who heard from Sharon Moore the day Sharon Moore got hired as head coach. This is a kid who saw both Sharon Moore and Newsom stop by multiple times during the January contact period. Grant Newsom has stated to Gash as to why he's the number one guy because of his versatility. This is a guy who can play tackle. He currently starts at right tackle for Groves. 
Um, he could slide inside to play guard. He could play a swing in college. But, you know, he's not the highest guy on the board, um, you know, for uh, on the on three industry ranking. But there's more to it than just um, what you see from the eye test. You know, he based on what he can bring to the table, you know, he's just a mean kid, a mauler, a guy who finishes blocks, a guy who looks to prove as to why he's the number one per overall offensive tackle or offensive lineman in the class. I have seen him live. He showed great reps, you know, against Colorado uh, defensive line signing Brandon Davis Swain. Um, I've seen him in multiple times in camp setting, you know, he's improving his pass uh, protection, but as a run blocker, you know, he is someone that you are just wild by. Um, Michigan recognizes that as well. They have brought him in for three game day visits this past season, um, including the Ohio state game. He has an open invite for the spring camp practice, which that is set to happen at some point. But um, again, Mich Newsom and more, are making sure that every resource is put into making sure that a school like Ohio State or Penn State or Georgia or Wisconsin don't take this kid away from Michigan. So, um, you know, for someone too like him who's going to commit after official visits, um, you know, there's still months away, but uh, Michigan's doing everything in power to keep him um, in state. Cool. Neither guy was on my board, so don't really care about Zach's picks. <laughs> there are many better players out there than the guys Zach picked, and uh, I will now have the luxury of waiting till the end to draft a wide to draft a wide receiver, to draft a running back, and to draft an offensive lineman. So, uh, as I continue to dominate Zach in this year's draft, I will shape up my defensive line here. I'm going with another top 100. Recruit, I already drafted an edge. I need a true defensive lineman. So I'm going with Ethan Utley out of uh, Nashville-Ensworth. He's a guy I've seen in-game twice, a teammate of Michigan, signee, Mason Curtis. There aren't a lot of you know high-level defensive linemen on the board right now, so we'll see how that changes with Greg Scruggs now taking over. But Utley is definitely one of the highest ranked. He's number 104 on the industry ranking, but number 44 on on three so another top 50 player for me on on three here um Utley released a top five michigan was in that top five i expect him to make a return visit he already has a pre-existing um relationship with scruggs and michigan could even get an, an assist here from new assistant brian jean mary you see tennessee was considered the leader brian jean mary was obviously at tennessee on the defensive side of the ball um you know that connection with curtis is playing a big role i think if utley leaves the south you know michigan would probably be the spot the wolverines have done a fantastic job of recruiting the state of tennessee in recent cycles i think brian jean mary is going to continue to uh keep up that momentum and you know you look at utley six foot four 275 just really athletic um in the trenches i think he's a guy that can easily get past zach's offensive line especially with uh them having the key on nathaniel marshall and my next pick my next pick actually isn't that highly ranked so i'm not just drafting the highest ranked players on the board um it feels like you are it feels like you are well, that's because I am just dominating. I mean, you know, Pickett's my guy, Carter's my guy, uh, Chris Ewald's my guy, Jalen Williams is my guy as well. I think he's one of the more underrated 
recruits on on three, which has him as a three star. It's a little absurd. Um, Jalen Williams is a bigger edge out of Chicago land. He's a guy that I had a chance to see in fall in the fall, and he was super impressive. In fact, I took Nathaniel Marshall first, but Jalen Williams was a little more impressive to me than Nathaniel Marshall was when I saw them both live the same week. Uh, Michigan, the heavy leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine, he's listed at six foot five, two thirty eight. That is not updated at all. At all. Like Jalen Williams is at least two sixty right now. He's just, he is a big dude. Um, he has a great relationship with new defensive line coach, Greg Scruggs. It was kind of funny because after Mike Elston left, Jalen Williams was visibly upset. He tweeted out, change your predictions. And then Scruggs was hired and he was like, oh, never mind. Scruggs is great. And he uh, gave us a great quote over at the Wolverine. So, you know, another thing about my team that Zach's ignoring, thinking that I'm just taking the highest ranked guys is there's chemistry here. Pickett and Carter Smith, they're friends. Pickett and Chris Ewald are friends. Nathaniel Marshall and Jalen Williams are friends. So I have chemistry all over my roster. Everybody gets along. Everybody's going to build off each other, and we're going to continue to dominate Zach. So my defensive line of Nathaniel Marshall, Ethan Utley, and Jalen Williams is a very uh, nice trio, and all three, again, have familiarity with Greg Scruggs. So those are my back-to-back picks. You're acting like my team's like the 20, 2004 of Lakers. Like, we're just no chemistry. Like, come on. Um, you know, linebacker, I'm surprised you didn't pick him. But I felt like I knew you were going to wait because it's only one guy. It's um, only one guy. One guy. Um, there's a boatload of options at linebacker. Um, I had a few picks. Um, I didn't put your guy because I figured you were going to draft him, but I'm going to be a nice guy. I was a nice guy before, but I'm not now. I really like Kamar Archie. Um, Kamar Archie, he is just one of those wrecking balls. Um, you know, watching your f- highlights that you, when you went out there to the Hunt School in Princeton, I mean, there's just something in the water. You know, when you look at guys like Cole Breeler, defensive lineman, Owen Wayful, 2024 signee, um, you know, the younger brother of Owen Wayful, um, who has an offer. But Kamar Archie, man, like he is someone that, you know, Michigan has done a really good job of recruiting, despite the fact that they haven't had a linebackers coach before the sign. I mean, the expected announced hiring of Brian G. Mary since you know, mid-November, um, you know, Chris Partridge, who had connections in the state of New Jersey, you know, they had him and Kamar Archie had a great relationship, but, you know, his his absence um, still paved the way for Grant Newsom, who's the air recruiter for New Jersey, to, you know, continue uh, making inroads. Um, that led to Kamar Archie making a visit that final weekend of the January contact period. And, you know, Archie told the Wolverine and, uh, you know, you that, um, you know, Grand Newsom and him have, you know, established, you know, a, a good connection so far, and he's looking forward to seeing what happens. But, you know, player connections go a long way as well. Um, you know, Owen Wafel is still there. He's not set to enroll in Jan- until June. So, you know, that's another assistance for Michigan to have. But, you know, just for a kid like that, you know, just run sideline to sideline, is able to come downhill, just a hard hitter, um, you know, based on your – film that you when you were out there you know he's able to get skinny get split offensive linemen um 
is able to get in the way of balls, you know, the direction of a ball when it's headed a certain direction. And, you know, you always want an asset and pass coverage, especially in Michigan's multiple front defense. So I'm going to go with Kamar Archie as my linebacker. And then solely did that to spite me because I know that he had another linebacker higher than Archie on the board, which I will take. And that's fine. You know, I'll bring some West Coast flavor, but that's for another time. Let's go ahead and get your next pick. This is why we work great together because we we knew what our picks were beforehand. Because as soon as you said West Coast, you knew what my pick was going to be. Um, all right, I'm gonna, you know, I don't have a defensive back. Um, you know, I have my three guys ready to go, but all of them are from the state of Ohio, believe it or not. Um, but the first one I'm gonna go with is Trey McNutt, top 100, out of Shaker Heights, McNutt. He's an interesting one, you know. This is a kid with deep, deep Ohio State legacy legacies. You know, his father and uncle played on that 2002 national championship team. His mother also attended Ohio State, but he, you know, in interviews, especially with us, you know, he Trey has been sort of adamant that you know he's making sure that his recruitment is kept open. Um, you know that involves visiting Michigan twice. Um, the first one was in May, um, you know, just one-on-one -on -one personalized experience on the Ann Arbor campus. Um, the second one was for the Ohio State game in, um, you know, in late November. But, you know, Trey, you know, he followed that national championship team um, closely. You know, he was telling us just how impressed those offensive back play was. And, you know, that that group, you know, of Will Johnson, Josh Wallace, Macari Page, Rod Moore, you know, they, they, you know, from who we've talked to, right, you know, they, they, those guys left such a deep contribution in terms of just defensive back interest in this class in 25. And it is such a loaded group, right? Like Pickett and Ewald and um, McNutt, like all these guys, top 100, five stars. Like Michigan did such a good job. And you know, obviously, Steve Clean Scales' departure, you know, it's left the way for Lamar Morgan, you know, defensive coordinator for Louisiana Lafayette. You know, he comes in, you know, he has a board of just staunch, you know, just loaded talent. And he has, he has little time, right? You know, to, pick up the pieces and making sure Michigan is still in contention with these guys. And Trey is one of them. Um, he has said to us that, you know, clean scales like family. Um, so that connection, you know, it's hard to replace, but um, I think we're, we're going to see how good of a recruiter Lamar Morgan is based on what, um, you know, what's available and what the guys who have offers are currently are. So we'll see what happens this offseason. So again, Zach took Kamar Archie solely to spite me. Uh, I'm going to take his guy. In fact, just to, to tell you guys, Zach called me before I went to battle Miami and was like, you have to talk to this kid. He's the greatest backer I've seen on film all year. Michigan really needs to land this guy. So again, Zach is already vouching for this pick. And that's Noah McHale out of California, and he was extremely impressive at Battle Miami and did live up to some of the hype that Zach put around him. Uh, you're talking about a kid 
who's just kind of that straight up inside backer at six foot two, two ten, but just so well built. Like he looks like a guy that's ready to play in the Big Ten right now. And then you know you're talking about seeing him in seven on seven, and you, and you're seeing such a big kid move as well as he does, as fluid as he is, to be able to drop back into coverage against some elite wide receivers and tight ends. This is a kid that's just really special. He's a top 50 recruit in the country. Um, you know, Michigan hosted him for a visit last year. He already has a relationship with Brian Jean Mary uh, from his time recruiting him at Tennessee. Um, you see USC is the, the heavy favorite here, but USC obviously not great at developing defensive guys. And he's visited there a ton. I think he's really open to going pretty much anywhere across the country and you know a school like michigan makes a lot of sense for him um and like i said he's already visited once in the past so it's not like this is a guy that hasn't visited at all uh, and again that relationship with gene mary i think will help as well so yeah i'm, I'm completely fine with the uh, you know i i'm i am a little bitter about oh my, yeah like, don't not being the, on my team but noah McHale is a fantastic linebacker so I am very happy, and I know Zach is is sad that he uh, decided to pull one of his cheater moves that he always does um, by spiting me. But anyway, um, <laughs> next up, let's complete my uh, – well, actually, I only have one one other pick here, so I'll just take my running back. You know, Zach took uh, Marquise Davis, so I'm going with the next highest back on Michigan's recruiting board, and that's Iverson Howard. Um, you want some toughness on your team uh, at the running back position. Look no further than the DMV that produced Blake Corum, Iverson Howard, kind of in that same mold, just uh, has that, you know, kind of DMV type of mindset. He's a really tough kid. He's a tough runner and he's fast too. You know, his nickname's Rocket, Rocket Howard, man. He's uh, explosive. Uh, when I saw him in game this year, it was really clear the other team just kind of planned against him but you know you see it all year on film you see that combination of speed and just willingness to run between the tackles and put his head down and run you over i mean rocket howard's kind of that complete package i see that he's only a three-star here on the industry ranking but you know two sites have him ranked as a top 200 back including on three and you know he's been one of the big priorities everybody's always like ej you're such a mike hart hater well mike hart has made iverson howard a priority from like day one dating back from like last year and you know i'm a hater on mike hart because he doesn't recruit as hard as he should but i'm definitely not a hater on mike hart in terms of being able to evaluate guys uh early and i think with iverson howard um it was a great early evaluation and you know, Howard has named Michigan his leader. And if Hart's back on staff, I expect the Wolverines to continue to trend the right way with him. So, um, you know, great with the with Rocket. Um, excited to have him on my team. So, so I need two more defensive backs. As I mentioned, I'm going to stay in the state of Ohio. Um, I, if you're pumping up top 100 prospects, you know, I'm going to add one. Uh, Dwayne Galloway out of Columbus, Marion Franklin, Galloway, you know, he's, you know, every recruiting cycle, you know, you get these recruits that Michigan fans kind of latch themselves onto um, just, you know, following them very closely, just very interested in hoping that they end up going to Michigan. But, you know, Dwayne Galloway is one of those that's 
highly justified. Um, from day one, as you mentioned with Mike Hart with Iverson Howard, this is one that Steve Klingscale was on early. Um, for the backstory, Dwayne Galloway visited Michigan in June this past season, dominated testing, dominated the measurables, was by far the best cornerback and defensive back out of that camp setting. By September of that of last year, that's when Galloway's recruitment really picked up. You know, you saw the SEC, you saw the Big 12, you saw the ACC, you know, enter the mix. But Michigan was the second power, you know, right after Georgia, I got offered that day after Steve Klingscale pulled the trigger too. Um, you know, they, as we've mentioned, you know, Steve Klingscale's connections in Ohio go to every single major city in that state. Um, you know, Dwayne Galloway is sort of an anomaly when it comes to Columbus, you know, in comparison to the others. But, you know, this is a kid who, A, doesn't have an Ohio State offer, and then B, clean scale wanted. Um, you know, it resulted in Galloway coming to Ann Arbor for the uh, Purdue game. You know, he afterwards, you know, he's kind of, you know, you kind of got the sense based on, you know, intel that Michigan was in that top five in terms of just communication. Um, now that Steve Klingscale's gone, we're going to see what Lamar Morgan can do, again, with just another guy right south of the border um, who has just, as I mentioned, elite measurables. I mean, we're talking about a guy who visit, who attended the LSU camp over the summer, and he posted a 4.39 40-yard dash. He is just electric in terms of speed. Um, you know, he's uh, I, I've seen him in person. He is a, you know, in that six foot, six foot one, six foot two range. Um, you know, just a kid with a chip on his shoulder, a guy who just kind of wants to prove himself in terms of just being the best, not only the best defensive back, but being the best player in the state of Ohio. And, um, you know, Michigan, too, has some assistance coming in with connections in Ohio, you know, including Greg Scruggs, who's from Cincinnati. But, you know, landing a guy like Galloway, right, you know, who attends a high school that's 10 minutes away from Ohio Stadium. I mean, that's huge. But. Yeah, he is one that, you know, I just I, I I can't say enough in terms of just how well he can do with just elite development and just be able to really hone in on the technique and everything. So I'm glad about that one. Um, and then my second pick, you know, you have a Michigan commit. I want a Michigan commit. I want a three technique on my defensive line. I have an edge rusher but I want a three technique. Um, Bobby Kanka out of Howell, you know, he is to his credit. He really, he's been through a lot, right? Like he saw, he had a really good relationship with Mike Elston. They were really close, um, you know, for a kid like him who saw a left of Sean Nua it comes in Elson. They were able to build a really great relationship, you know, over those years. And then, you know, Kanka commits the barbecue at the big house and, you know, Elson leaves soon after that national title. And, you know, much like Carter Smith and Eli Owens, you know, they're still in the fold. Um, I guess the difference with Kanka is that along with Elson, none of those defensive systems are gone. You know, Jesse Minter played a big role in Kanka's early commitment as well. But, you know, I've, 
I've kind of grown to really liking just seeing what kind of progressions Kinka has made as, you know, development wise. Um, this time this past year, Kinka was about 260. Right now he's 280. Um, just one of those, you know, as you and I like to call them, just like those lunch pail kids, those guys who just go to work, put their heads down, um, let the work on the field do the talking. Um, you know, he has a projection to play a, as a five all the way down to a, a three. Um, you know, he reminds me a lot of just someone like Ted Hammond, you know, just a guy who um, has that versatility on the line, um, a really, really great kid off the field, but someone who just produces on the field. Um, I think as he continues to grow too, you know, he's 280 right now. If he continues to grow, you know, it's interesting. Sharon Moore was actually the first position coach to have kind of a relationship with Kanka. And, you know, there's a possibility, you know, he could blossom to 310, um, 320. So, you know, if we see Bobby Kanka play on the offensive line, I wouldn't be a surprise. But right now, you know, as that three technique, you know, this is a guy who lives less than 30 minutes away from Ann Arbor. So he's able to see firsthand, you know, practices and games and just what it takes for a guy like Kenneth Grant or Mason Graham to become bona fide first round draft picks in 2025. So um, locking Kanka early was big. Um, having a guy who wants to play for Michigan, you know, that's his dream. Um, I think that's big. And, you know, just finding a guy who's just going to continue to work with guys like Carter Smith and Eli Owens to find, um, you know, true characters and just guys who fit that culture of Michigan and make this 2025 class as best as it can. So looking forward to seeing just what Kanka could do this offseason um, as he continues to dominate um, the high school level. Well, uh, we have a super chat from Nick. He says, when is U of M adding the strippers for recruiting? So inappropriate, Nick, but he did super chat, so we have to show it. <laughs> he paid good money. He can get his comment in. <laughs> All right. Well, Zach took Bobby Kanka, and I'm going to take two guys that are just going to pancake and bully Bobby Kanka, put him in the dirt. I, I'm taking two fan favorites. I'm taking my interior guys. One is uh, Michael Carroll on 300 offensive linemen out of Pennsylvania, one of the highest-ranked interior offensive line recruits on Michigan's board, and a loaded year at the position. Uh, Carroll is a, a son of a former Penn State player. His mom went to Michigan State, but there's a chance he ends up at Michigan. He's visited like three or four times at this point, planning to get back for another visit this offseason. So the Wolverines have a legitimate shot here. I've interacted a little bit with his dad. Seems like a super friendly guy. I don't think he's going to have, you know, this extreme Penn State bias. So, you know, Michigan's done a fantastic job of recruiting him. Grant Newsom. Uh, Michigan's new offensive line coach is obviously the area recruiter up and down the East Coast and has built a great relationship with Carroll already as a pre-existing relationship with Sharon Moore, who served as his primary recruiter. So Michigan's doing a fantastic job here. And we talk about chemistry on my team, drafting a lot of guys that are friends with each other. And, you know, what what better guy to pair with Michael Carroll than Rowan Byrne, another fan favorite, another East Coaster 
Rowan Byrne, an on 300 prospect from New York, had a chance to see him play this year. He was originally listed as a tackle, but definitely projects as more of an interior offensive lineman. Still that athleticism that had him initially listed as a tackle is definitely apparent and just a really smart kid, high football IQ, just fits the Michigan culture. I think the Wolverines are trending in the right way with Byrne. Uh, the Rutgers is the leader on the on three recruiting prediction machine because he's made so many visits there, but I doubt he ends up there. I think Michigan's done a fantastic job. They've already hosted him for four visits. He was on campus for Sharon Moore's first recruiting weekend as head coach, Grant Newsom. And, and Rowan Byrne was the first recruit that Grant Newsom saw as Michigan's offensive line coach. So, you know, they're really high on both Byrne and Carroll and, you know, having those guys have that chemistry in the interior of the offensive line, um, you know, I, I think uh, we'll do great against Zach's defensive line, bearing Bobby Kanka and others. So excited about the, uh, the Carroll-Byrne duo in the trenches. So I have two more picks left. Um, so I have one. I'm just going to do two. No, no, I'm not going to go right now. I'm saying how many do you have left? Do you have two or three? I have three. You have three. Okay, so we'll go to your two picks and then my two picks, and then Zach will have the last pick of the draft. So uh, share with us your two picks. Um, I'm going to stay in the state of Indiana for my next edge rusher. Marion Marion Dye out of Elkhart. Um, he, you know, he is unranked by on three. That's going to change. He is a four-star on a couple of recruiting services right now. Um, he's one that I have seen in person. I've seen him lift. He's just one of those guys where you just don't really know how much more muscle mass he can garner. He is just a physical, physical freak. If you watch him on film, you know, he has that ability to play you know, with his hand in the dirt and then be a stand-up edge. Um, he's able to get to the outside. He's able to disrupt the backfield. He's able to go cross field in order to sack a quarterback or a ball carrier. Uh, he's one that Dylan Roney, former pass rush specialist, offered while Dye was on visit for the Purdue game. Um, we saw him in person at, soon afterwards and, you know, just – so much positivity came out of that visit, right? Like you, you know, these edge rush prospects, you know, they just love talking about just how well Michigan develops that position, you know, Aiden Hutchinson and Rashawn Gary and Quiddy pay, you know, those are just examples of what they see on Sundays and just that road, right? Like they have an opportunity to do the same thing if they do it in Michigan, but you know, it's interesting, obviously, Dylan Roney isn't there. Uh, Jesse Minter was also uh, assisting with the die recruitment, but um, Wisconsin offered die that same fall. So not too long before Michigan did, uh, you know, obviously Greg Scruggs, who, when, when he was at Wisconsin at the time, you know, issued that offer. Um, it's still an early in the early stages of relationship, but this is one much like Damian Shanklin um, that, you know, you can pick up that pieces, you know, you can pick up where things left off rather quickly just because there's familiarity. So, um, again, even though he's unranked, um, he has that four star potential. And that's what four, uh, two of the services agree with me. So I, I, 
I, I am, he's one too that like, I hope to see in a camp setting. So I want to see him go one-on-one um, in person, you know, hopefully Michigan can stay in this race. They have the lead right now, but again, a lot has changed. Um, it's not a big lead either. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this recruitment, especially with there's, um, you know, a previous background knowing that Die has an offer from Wisconsin. And then my second pick, I need to round out my defensive back, my defensive backboard. I'm going to go with a familiar name. I'm going to go with Marquise Davis out of Cleveland Heights. What? This is a kid who's listed as an athlete. By so you're picking Marquise Davis twice? This is a kid who can go two ways at the high school level. Okay. that's a Leave it to Zach to pull off the ultimate weird surprise. Like he's, his ultimate gotcha moment includes drafting a player he already has. I, listen, I... I've seen this kid practice. I have seen this kid's film more often than not. He, you know, we talk about him a lot as running back, right? There's a reason why Steve Klinkscale was in on him so much. He, this past season, you know, 2,400 rushing yards. But at the same time, he started for a Cleveland Heights team where he finished with 91 total tackles and I think three interceptions. I mean, just... I think it goes to show just how much athleticism can be put into one person and just, you know, it makes sense as to why Steve Clay sale was high on this kid so much. Um, you know, Michigan, you know, for those who don't know too, it's kind of had a relationship or one previous before this Davis recruitment with um, Cleveland Heights head coach, Max Stevens, because clean once coached, um max stevens the head coach of cleveland heights his son at cincinnati i believe so there's a lot of con you know there's a lot going into into there um you know just more on davis you know when you talk to him the mo the one thing he kind of the key word that he always brings up is always violence and aggression um you know this is a kid right like you saw it in person for the ohio state game um you know, you, you, that's that kind of kid where you want on your team, but going both ways for that matter. Um, you know, he's the, the, the quintessential example of how to be successful um, and how to properly, I guess, dominate using physical quote violence. Most two are looking at having on the defensive side of the ball for that hybrid uh, linebacker role. And that's one where Michigan signed a group of guys who could play that role as well, including Mason Graham, um, you know, and uh, before he got out of his NLI, Jane Davis. So it's the opportunity, right, for Michigan's defensive staff, too, to step in and um, continue uh, making sure that Marquise Davis is high on Michigan. So um, I have no issues making sure that Marquise Davis doesn't leave the field <laughs> for my team. I am that high on him. Well, two things. One, Zach said Jaden Davis got out of his NLI. That was actually Jaden Smith. No, no, don't panic, anybody. Jaden Davis did not get out of his NLI. That was Jaden Smith. Too many Davises and Smiths and Jadens. But um, 
Yeah, uh, I think even Megan laughed at uh, at that pick. So you know, uh, who? What's next? Zach picked two tight ends last year, and now he goes with the same player. So next year's draft will have an ultra special moment, I guess. Um, my last two picks are at wide receiver. I have the luxury of doing that. Uh, my first one's Quincy Porter. Obviously, I talked about him a ton on the show. You know, Michigan desperately needs a big-bodied wide receiver this year. Porter is that guy. I mean, a six foot three, uh, definitely a big red zone target, but also just terrific at stretching the field, making plays after the catch. Kind of like a, you know, if he bulks up, like I could see him being like a Terrell Owens. Like he's that type of guy, just such a dangerous guy after the catch as well. Uh, really good speed, really good route runner. For being a bigger guy, he can sink his hips really well in and out of breaks, which is something taller receivers usually struggle with. Um, so Quincy Porter, obviously the the take for me, gives me another top 40 recruit. No brainer there. Um, next for me is another wide receiver in my last pick of the draft. And I already have a, I already have a rocket in Rocket Howard. I'm going with another rocket in Rocket Lockett, Kalik Lockett out of the great state of Texas from the Dallas area. Um, yeah, shout out to Kalik, man. He is one of the best targets on Michigan's wide receiver board and one of the best uh, kids in the class really have, uh, have had a great time interacting with him so far. Visited Michigan twice last summer. The Wolverines are in second place on the on three recruiting prediction machine. He has shot up the rankings, the number 52 overall recruit in the country almost gave me another top 50 guy here. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lockett's a guy you can put in the slot. He can stretch the field on the outside. He's a, a former teammate of Alex Orgy. So there's already a connection to Michigan. Like I said, he's been on campus twice. Ron Bellamy saw him during the contact period. So yeah, man, I, uh, I'm very happy with my last two picks of Quincy Porter and Galeek Lockett getting two top 55 players in the country with my last two picks and that rounds out my team and Zach gets to pick a quarterback with his last pick. So the rules were he has to visit at least once, right? Has to visit at least once and he can't be committed anywhere else. Okay, cool. <laughs> Look at Zach. He's uh, he's sad. No, actually. Well, See, I just want to make sure what the rules were clear, right? Because I, my guy currently has the lead for Michigan. Michigan currently has the lead for him on the on three recruiting prediction for machine. He is from Finley, Ohio. He it, is. He's already eliminated Michigan, so you can't go with Ryan Montgomery either. You can't go with someone that's eliminated Michigan. He did not include Michigan in his top group. Look at Zach trying to skirt around the rules. No, for real, though. I'm going to go, obviously, with Hussan Longstreet, a four-star from California. Hussan Longstreet is interesting, right? Like, there is – he leads for Michigan on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. He picked up his offer from Michigan um, in May, the day after he visited Michigan. So, he stayed for two days. Um, the second day he was at that sound mind, sound body camp, the same one as Andrew Marsh, um, you know, seeing him there, you know, he was able to compete and show off and showcase what he can do in front of Kirk Campbell, while a guy like, um, 
Bryce Underwood was there too. Um, you know, this for those who don't know too, you know, he plays for a team that isn't afraid of competition. Um, you know, they go through the gauntlet of the Trinity League, they play Bishop Gorman, but you know, his final stats for this past season, you know, one 199 over 298, 3,000 yards passing, 24 touchdowns. You know, he has dual threat capabilities too, much like Carter Smith. You know, he carried the ball 85 times for 645 yards and seven touchdowns. You know, when you watch him on film, you know, obviously throwing mechanics need to get fine-tuned. Um, kind of dips the ball a little bit when you uh when he drops back. But as a thrower, you know, he has the velocity. He's able to go deep with his passes um, when he tucks it and runs. Um, you know, he's so elusive, too, in the open field. You know, he's able to break tackles and, you know, pick up big gains. When he's in the pocket, too, he's very, very confident, very poised and patient. Um, but he's able to throw, you know, off his back shoulder or throw on the run, too. You know, you see a couple of times where he has to escape after a couple well, less than a couple seconds in the pocket um you know it'll be interesting too with michigan you know they have carter smith they're very high on him as they should you know as fans should as well with just his potential but if michigan does want to go with a two quarterback class obviously usan long street is the guy for that uh you know with this roster too right now there's no transfer coming in like a scholarship transfer quarterback that's coming in for the 24 season um after this upcoming after next year i mean it's you know jack tuttle or somebody like him he's not going to be on the team so um you want depth you want to make sure you have the back end of your uh quarterback room you know secured and I feel like if you want two quarterbacks you know you want guys with um you know ceiling is be you know the sky's the limit in terms of just potential is i think that uh goes hand in hand with people like Carter Smith and Usain Longstreet. So um, that'll be my quarterback. And I, I look forward to seeing him or imagining him, right, handing the ball off to Marquise Davis or throwing it deep to Tom Taylor and Andrew Marsh. I Well, that completes the draft. Obviously, I dominated Zach for the uh, second straight year. Um, so just so you guys know, my completed team is Carter Smith, Iverson Howard, Quincy Porter, Kalik Lockett, Andrew Babalola, Michael Carroll, Roland Byrne. Defensively, we have uh, Nathaniel Marshall, Ethan Utley, Jalen Williams, linebackers Noah McHale, and secondaries DJ Pickett, Chris Ewald, and Dorian Brew. You want to read off your team really quick, Zach? No, I, you're on a roll, but yeah, I can go for it. Uh, at quarterback, it's on Launch Street. At running back, Marquise Davis. At wide receivers, Andrew Marsh and Talon Taylor. At offensive line, Avery Gash, SJ Alapatuli, David Sanders. At defensive back, we have Marquise Davis again, Dwayne Galloway, <laughs> Dwayne uh, Galloway, and Trey McNutt. At linebacker, Kamar Archie. And then at defensive line, Damian Shanklin, Marion Dye, and Bobby King. All right. So let us know in the comments who you think won. We'll post them on Twitter as well. And as always, like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. Subscribe to thewolverine.com for just $1 for one month. And quick programming note, we will not have a show tomorrow. This one went super long. Our producer, Megan, looks 
vividly angry in the background. She's ready to get out of here. So we will not have a show tomorrow. I'll actually be traveling so you can get some road intel over at the Wolverine. And next week, I am going on vacation to the Caribbean. Do you say Caribbean, Zach, or do you say Caribbean? Do you like uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean style, or do you say it properly? I mean, Caribbean kind of sounds kind of like, you know, it's like caramel and caramel. Like, just say caramel. Like, just say <laughs> it's like just say Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I will be being a pirate in the Caribbean, and we will uh, in the Caribbean. I'm sorry, whatever you want to say. Uh, so we won't have any shows next week. So we will be back in March. Uh, so if you want Michigan recruiting information and you're starved for it, it's the great, it's the perfect time to go over to Wolverine.com and subscribe for one dollar for one month. We will see you next month hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.